Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 98 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Seals answers your table tennis questions. Today, we give some advice for big players, talk about moving in doubles, discuss how much training is too much, and give you ideas for improving your backhand serve. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Good morning, Jeff. And uh, today, wearing the green, because in some parts of the world, it's still St. Patrick's Day. Uh, not here, unfortunately. Forgot about it yesterday. Yeah, exactly. I forgot about it yesterday, too. So happy St. Patrick's Day for, for yesterday or today, if it's still St. Patrick's Day, um, for everyone out there. Yeah, I've got a few Irish friends and um, I saw them post on Facebook and that's how I remembered it, Alloys. Yes. Yeah, very popular day. Indeed. Now, today, Alloys, I'm testing out a new microphone. Um, It's, uh, yeah, so we're hoping it's going to be a bit clearer. Um, So let us know if you think that the new microphone is clearer or if you can't tell any difference at all. Um, Yeah, so let us know that. Um, Alois, we're getting very close to our 100th show, so we've still got our competition running. You've got uh, today and tomorrow to enter the competition. Um, do you want to just give a quick run-through of the competition again? Yeah, so just uh, some ideas on how we can improve the Ask the Coach show. So we've already had some really great suggestions. Um, what you need to do is you need to go to the um, Ask the Coach show number 96 on the blogs in uh, www.pingskills.com and uh, put down there your suggestions of how we can improve the Ask the Coach show. And the best suggestion wins um, a yearly membership uh, to the premium membership of Ping Skills. So, yeah, get on there. Give us some good ideas. We've already had some good ones. So, uh, yeah, have a, put your thinking hat on and see if you can get, get us some really top tips to improve this even more. Absolutely. That'll be great. All right. Um, yesterday's Ping Skiller's question of the day, Alois, was um, what is the most important stroke in table tennis? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so Dita, Dita uh, put a comment on the blog yesterday, and uh, he's pretty close to the mark. So he was talking about the short backspin serve um, or the forehand counter hit. I think it was Dita. Um, so... For me, I reckon it's probably, you know, a toss-up between um, the serve and I think the forehand topspin. So um, he talked about, you know, the forehand counter hit, though, as being the the building block for all your forehand strokes. So from your, um, from your block to your topspin to whatever. Um, but I think as far as a match situation, the forehand topspin is the stroke for me that wins you matches. Interesting, yeah. I mean, I personally always thought that, yeah, the forehand toss-in was the most important stroke for me. Um, I felt like if I was hitting that well, um, I got good results when playing. Um, Yeah, but, you know, when you see all the top players, they're good at everything. So it's it's kind of, um, it's an interesting question. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with the forehand toss-in myself. Yeah, And, and the serve's definitely important, you know. Like, the serve is is probably as important um, as the forehand topspin. You know, it's not not much in it. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, if you've got a good serve, 
um, you can win matches too. So, yeah. Absolutely. But then, see, it's, it is a tricky question because nowadays the backhand toss spin is becoming so important too because, um, you know, the game's got a lot quicker. So you, I notice once players develop a backhand toss spin, their level improves up a notch as well. So, I mean, you can make arguments for all the strokes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <clears throat> but <clears throat> for me, I think still forehand topspin is the is the killer, is the one that if you haven't got a good um, strong forehand topspin, then it's, then it's always a struggle. Okay, and then the serve, a close second. Good one. All right, so the ping skillers question for today is how do you watch the best players in the world. So we'd like to know, do you um, jump on YouTube? Do you look at uh, the ITTF website? What do you do? Let us know how you watch the best uh, table tennis matches in the world. Leave a comment for us. All right, Alois, um, let's get on to some questions. First up, let's uh, take one from Victor, who's again jumped on the show and used the Google Q&A app. To ask a question, he says, do you have any special tips to improve my game against the tall guy? I've noticed that I need more tips from the legendary experts. Uh, Victor, a.k.a. Brocky. Um, yeah, so, you know, it, it's a little bit more about just now training and improving your overall game, you know. So, so you, once you've developed some basic tactics of how to play them, then it's a matter of, developing so that um, you play all of those strokes better, that you can be more effective with each of the strokes and being able to play into his middle uh, better and stronger and with more variation. So practice, practice, Victor. Yeah, and in line with uh, yesterday's Pink Skills question of the day, Alois, if you work on your forehand topspin and your serve, that is going to have a big um, impact on your game. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you know, if you if you haven't got the the weapons, the strokes, then you know all the tactics in the world can't help. You know, so you, yeah, you need to just keep developing your game as well. All right, good luck, Brock. Soon, I can feel it. You're going to take that tall guy down. All right, on a uh, a related question, Alois Matt has said. I just wanted to ask if you have any advice for big players as I am six foot seven and 300 plus pounds. I love both bodybuilding and table tennis, especially table tennis. But obviously being this size slows me down and I feel I am at a big disadvantage. So do you have any advice for Matt, Alice? Jeff, do you reckon that Matt might be the tall guy? Ooh, who knows? Maybe he wants to get some advice on how to beat Victor. Although he's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Matt, a um, couple of things. So being so tall, one really important thing is obviously just being able to get down lower and utilise your legs to to get a lower um, centre of gravity. Get your, get your feet wide. So if, you, if your feet are, are narrow, then your centre of gravity uh, becomes very tippy. So you, as soon as you tip a little bit, you're going to uh, fall over. So utilise your height by getting your feet really wide. So once you're really wide, then you can really start to cover a lot of the area just by, just by um, reaching and leaning a little bit. So um, 
that's that's the first and the most important thing. Get your get your legs really wide. Then make sure you're bending your knees as well. So it's okay to have them wide, but if you haven't got knees bent, then you've got no flex to to move around. So get wide, get down low. Um, being a bodybuilder, hopefully your legs are reasonably strong. So it and that's a, a key component to being able to hold that nice low position uh, with your with your legs as well. So from there, your reach is going to be your biggest weapon. Um, being able to uh, cover most of the table with your backhand and your forehand without even having to move too much. <clears throat> the big area for tall guys, as we talked to Victor about, is um, that middle area. So that middle area can be quite difficult um, to cover. Once you're wide and you've got a wide stance, then you can lean a little bit uh, this way and that way to be able to cover that middle area as well. So you can you can lean without having to um, move your feet and also without tipping over because you've got that nice wide base. So they're, they're the main things, Victor. Oh, not Victor, Matt. Um, get down nice and low, um, utilise your legs and um, and your reach, which is your really big weapon. Excellent advice, Alois. Now, while you were giving some great tips there for Matt, I was thinking, are there any players that he can watch to, you know, see tall players in action? And I thought, well, how tall is Samsonov? And I just went in and Googled how tall is Samsonov and up came a nice little box and it said 1.89 metres and told me straight away, I love Google. I keep on coming up with great things. So what's 1.89 metres in feet? I wonder. It was uh, six foot two and a half, I think. Okay. Yep. So, so Matty, Matt's a bit taller. He's six seven. Um, yeah, a lot yeah, taller. Yeah, same principles though. Um, you know, same principles. Um, you know, even players like Wang Lee Chin um, were really tall. Um, so, yeah, watch watch those sort of guys. Um, Jorgen Person played from the past. Watch how, how well he bends his uh, legs and his position at the table too. Okay, all right. So hopefully that's helped you out, Matt. All right. Um, now the next question is from Kushik, who says, In doubles, after serving, I move to the side, but often my partner complains that I do not move away from the line of the ball, making it difficult for him to return, and I find myself out of position. So what is the best way of moving in doubles? Yeah, um, so... Uh, doubles movement is probably one of the really keys of being um, good at doubles and, and, and getting better. So if we've got the two players here, okay, so so we've got the, the table in front of me, got the two players here. So if I'm playing my stroke, I need to get to that middle position there um, where I'm able to play my stroke um, effectively. As soon as I play, then I need to move out of the way. So you um, you can just move out this way and then your partner come in here. So we've got that sort of movement happening. So in a V, v motion. Or after you play, you can move around and move around to the back. So then we swap players now. So then this player hits the ball and then moves around so that you're here. So once, sorry, once you're back here though, as this player moves back, you move straight in so that you're 
you're ready to move straight into that position. So finding this position as often as possible is the key. So you need to be in um, a close to the table position where you'd play singles from. If you think about that, where would you like to be when you're playing singles? It's it's here, um, close to the table, uh, fairly central. Um, so it's then moving around and back into the position where you can move there as quickly as possible. And then this player needs to move around to the back as quickly as possible as well to, um, to get uh, to get out of the way. So it's just that movement of players, you know, moving around um, in either a circular motion or in a V motion. So just this way and this way so that you're um, staying out of each other's way. The, yeah. Um, and I guess the trick also, Alois, is you've got to move out of the way, but you don't want to move too far. Otherwise, it's hard for you to get back in a position. So I guess there's a balance there. That's right, yeah. So that's why that's why you want to move around and as cl- and stay as close as you can to this position here. If you if you wander off over here, then it takes you too long to get back to here uh, to play your next shot. Yeah, excellent. All right. Well, hopefully that helps you out, Kushik. And just um, yeah, the more you play, try out the different types of movements Alice was talking about and see what works best for you. Uh, yeah. We have- Yep. Yes. Yeah, we had a question today as well um, from DK um, asked a question. So he was asking a question about um, he, he's a more of a defensive player and playing with an attacker. So in that situation, what you can do is have the attacking player up close to the table most of the time, okay, and they just move sideways this way. And the defensive player um, who would like to play more from the back of the table can stay here basically. So they can stay back here. The attacking player plays there and just moves out of the way and back in again. And then the defensive player plays their shot and, you know, can move to the side a little bit as well um, to allow the attacking player plenty of space. So, yeah, so lots of different combinations and ways that you can just think about um, how to move. But as Jeff said, though, the key is to stay as close as you can to your next position. So don't wander off. Um, stay as close as you can, be out of your partner's way, but then be close to be able to move back into that um, uh, middle position again. Indeed. And we do have a lesson for premium members on double strategy, which talks about this movement. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that. All right. Uh, Next question is from Friendy, who says, I wanted to know how much training frequency I should do in one week because from now on I'll practice six times in one week and the duration is one hour each day but I'm afraid that it's too much and will make my condition bad what are your thoughts on this Alois yeah you gotta you gotta monitor that yourself a little bit friendy so for each person it's different um you firstly you need to think about what fits into your life so if um, doing one hour a day, six days a week means that everything else goes out the door. It's probably not the ideal situation. So you need to start to think about, do I have a spare one hour, six days a week? If you do, that's the first step. The second thing is to think about physically, can you cope with that? So think about um, after your training session or after your six sessions, do you still feel um, ready to train or are you completely tired and you can't you can't do anything else so it that it's a it's a management uh, situation there as well 
of your physical ability and also your ability to fit um, your training in with, the, with everything else that you do. But certainly, you know, at the top level, the top players are training more than that. Um, so it's possible to train more and keep improving. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean, I'd say ideally for most players' level, you know, if you can train three to four times a week and an hour and a half to two hours, that's 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 great. So that's, you know, eight to ten hours a week. Excellent, yeah. It's a tricky one, isn't it, to fit everything in with your life and um, I guess... You know, it, it depends a lot on your goals and how much time you have and what you're trying to achieve. So, yeah, um, really a personal choice, I guess, Alois. And then, as you said, you need to be physically able to cope with that amount of training as well. All right. I hope that helps out, Friendy. Uh, next question is from Macy, who says, When Mach- I start to... Macek. 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 <laughs> so wasn't quite sure how to say it, but we'll go with Machek. Hopefully we've got that right. Uh, when I started to work on doing more effective backhand serves, I see that uh, some of these servers are great and some are very bad. Um, this is for sure something that I can work harder on. But one thing is the biggest problem is I throw the ball up and I miss it. Yeah. So um, yeah, the backhand serve can be a little bit tricky as far as, you know, coordinating your throwing hand and your, and your, and your bat. So either you can um, start with your bat above your, the, the ball or you can start with the bat below the ball. So that's the first thing for you to, to work out what's more comfortable. There's no right and wrong. It's just what feels more comfortable for you. So um, whether it's here or there. So then when you're throwing the ball up, it's a, bit, it's a matter of just making sure you're throwing it up nice and straight and consistently. So to start off with, what you can do is just throw the ball up and catch it and try to keep it as similar as possible so that then that becomes easy. Um, one way you can also do that is just put a piece of paper on the floor down in front of you, throw the ball up and see if you can land it on that piece of paper. So that will... That will um, Start to get that a little bit more consistent. Now you can make the paper as big or as small or as big as you as you want. Um, then with the actual serve, it's a matter of just getting the, the action correct. So the the, the uh, semicircular action with the with the backhand serve, and getting the the contact um, consistent. If you can do all of those things, then you'll start to develop your serve. But remember, with serving, um, it's really a lot about just um, doing it a lot, um, it's a fine contact. The ball's going this way, the bat's coming that way. You've got to coordinate that so that it meets up each time and meets up consistently. It can be difficult. And that's why it's a difficult skill and one that you just have to keep training as much as you can, Magic. Great. All right. Hope it helps you out, Magic. And um, yeah, try out some of those tips and let us know how it goes. Uh, next question is from Lucas, who says, I've improved massively on the backhand topspin and the loop, but only when I'm close to the table. When I'm far away, I can't seem to get a clean hit and the ball just flies away. Do you have any tips on how to do the backhand topspin from far away from the table? Yeah, so try and keep your, try and keep your stroke um, the same. So... Um, so when you're close to the table, if you're doing it well, so you must have a reasonable sort of action, then 
when you're a little bit further away from the table, you've got a bit more time, you can just extend that same stroke. So rather than this, it just becomes bigger um, and a longer, longer stroke. Um, when you're back there as well, try to really watch the ball because the ball will be um, dipping, it'll be moving in a different way um, than when you're close to the table. So you just need to watch that ball. You can also think about hitting the ball from a little bit more outside if you're a right-hander, outside your left hip. So when you're close to the table, um, it's more from in front of your body. When you're back from the table, you've got a little bit more time. You can turn and hit the ball more from your left hip from here. And that will just help to extend that same stroke. But if you notice, the bat's still moving in the same direction. So here, just extends, 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 and extends. So, yeah, just build up, build on your... Um, the stroke that you've got now with the with the close to the table topspin and just extend it out as much as you can. Yeah, one thing I found difficult when further away on the backhand alloys was, was getting into position. I, I don't know why, but on the forehand, I thought I could get into position more easily and adjust if the ball was wider or, you know, dropped a bit lower or came up a bit higher. I felt like on the forehand, it was easier to adjust to those things Whereas the backhand, if I was further away, I found it hard to get into exactly the right position. Have you got any experience with that? Oh, I certainly have. Um, yeah, my backhand was shocking. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think I think um, one of the really key things there is that yeah, you haven't got as much um, scope um, with the backhand as you do with the forehand. So with the forehand, as you said, it's a little bit easier to make the adjustments out there with your extensions with your arm, um, uh, etc. With the backhand, it can be a little bit more um, uh, confining, I suppose. So, yeah, so you do need to make sure that your feet are working well to get yourself into good position to be able to make that stroke. So, yeah, it's a really, really relevant point, Jeff. Um, yeah, so your, your feet are really important there to move um, to a position where you can play that um, stroke from. All right. Well, it sounds like you're going well, Lucas. Uh, keep on working on it, and hopefully those tips there help you out, and I'm sure you'll continue to improve. All right. Um, now, Victor Alois wants to know, what was the first advanced stroke that you learned? Oh, what's an advanced stroke? Um, I don't know. Probably the side spin, top spin. Yeah, because I... Um, because I enjoyed doing the top, the forehand top spin. So I think just you know, experimenting a little bit with a bit of uh, side spin, and hook and fade on the ball. Probably, probably those. What about you, yeah, Jeffrey? Yeah, I mean, all different levels have different ideas of what an advanced stroke is. You know, so initially when you first go to a club and someone puts backspin on the ball, I mean, it's just really hard to return that stroke. So, you know, the push you wouldn't say is an advanced stroke, but as a beginner, it kind of is. So, you know, learning the push is one. But then, you know, I found it quite difficult, Alois, to learn how to top spin a backspin ball. And it, it took me uh, quite a while, you know, to get the feeling for that. And, you know, so maybe even the forehand top spin. Um, but, yeah, some people might say that's not an advanced stroke, but I, I'm going to say the forehand top spin. Okay. Yeah, good one. Yeah, and and you're right. It's it's all about your level and uh, and where you are as to what you feel like is an advanced stroke. So yeah, 
And and that forehand topspin against backspin is such a vital one. You know, when you walk into a club or into a new situation um, and you can hit the ball reasonably well, you know, you've got some good hitting skills and then suddenly someone puts some backspin on the ball and you try to hit it and it dives straight down. You think, my goodness, what is this? Um, yeah, so that becomes really advanced, doesn't it? So, yeah, it's a good, good relevant point, Jeff. Indeed. Well, that wraps up episode 98. Uh, make sure you get to pingskills.com and enter our 100th show competition by giving us some ideas on how we can make this show better. And while you're there, answer a few Ping Skillers questions of the day on the blog. And if you haven't, sign up for our free newsletter. We give out great uh, table tennis tips in that too. So thank you, everyone, and uh, thank you, Alloys. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. And, uh, yeah, so don't forget to put some comments on whether you think that the microphone that Jeff's using um, is uh, is better or not. Um, and also we just hear from Victor that he is meeting the tall guy tomorrow. All right, we'll get an update, no doubt. Indeed. All right, thanks, everybody, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.